The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to a guided life podcast where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at guidedwest11, on Instagram at guidedwest, and on Twitter at laurawest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book Guided is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Jamie Breeze. Now, Jamie was born with an inner sense of knowing. She was aware of the spirit world from a very young age. At three years old, she began speaking openly about her past lives and about others around her that nobody else could see. And then by the age of 16, Jamie had begun working with spiritual healers that taught her how to develop her natural gifts, harness her insights, and learn different healing modalities. And then over the years, Jamie's fascination with heaven, reincarnation, and with those who have crossed over along with her training has allowed her skills to flourish. Jamie, I'm so excited to have you on the show with me today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Laura. This is awesome. Wonderful. Well, I just really want to dive right in and share with people, in addition to the intro that they heard about the amazing background that you have, but what kind of work you do these days. Yeah, thank you so much. So I'm a psychic medium and I'm an animal communicator as well. So I can communicate with animals who are still living and those who are on the other side. And I actually do a lot of reincarnation work as well. So I've seen my animals reincarnate back to me and I have clients whose animals have reincarnated back to them. So that's kind of become kind of like a a new angle on my work here. It's really cool actually. So I work with both people and pets in this world and in the other afterlife. (laughs) Okay. So that's really fascinating because up until I met you, I always thought that animals didn't reincarnate. That was just my understanding of things. But now I'm learning from you that they do. So that's so interesting. So how did you learn about that? So when I was a toddler, I started speaking about my past lives as well. Not only of the spirits around me, but my past lives. I gave my parents very concrete evidence, names, dates, places. So I always had this inner piece and knowing about reincarnation and coming back. And it's always intrigued me. And then 
when my dog passed away in 2016, and my dog is my soulmate. She is a part of me. We breathe together. We Our blood pumps together, if you can understand what that means. It's just so touching. And when she passed away in 2016, my life, I thought, was at an end. I didn't know how I was going to live without her. And so I thought, well, I've remembered my past lives. So why can't I get my dog to reincarnate back? So I just kind of put it out there and started working with her while she was on the other side. And mind you, this took months because I was grieving so hard. I I didn't get a message or a sign from her as a psychic and a medium. Death still doesn't save you from that grieving process. And so it took a few months before my dog sent me a message that I could understand. And from that point on, I reached out to her and I said, I need you to come back. I want you to come back in this life because I know my journey here isn't over and I don't want to do it alone. I want you to be here with me. So over the course of the next two and a half years, Working with my dog on the other side, she gave me clues, names, dates, places of where she was going to be in her new puppy body. And it sounds like very simple as I'm speaking about it, but it wasn't. It wasn't at all. It was like tears, laughter, anguish, like despair throughout these two and a half years. But we were reunited in October of 2019. So almost three years coming up now. And since then, it's kind of inspired me to work with clients around the world who are grieving their animals and who want their animals back and who felt the same way I did when my dog transitioned is it's not over. They know that that relationship needs to continue on this physical plane. So that's how that got rolling in my business. And it's great. I love seeing the progress my clients do and just the joy when they are reincarnated back with their fur babies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's such a pure relationship and a pure love that our animals give us. And it's just another reminder, too, of how spirit really is limitless. So my whole idea of, well, animals don't reincarnate because they're so pure and blah, 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 out the window. (laughs) just as it should be because like I always say spirit is so limitless of course that's not going to be black and white either so I love that I love that and it's I'm sure their choice as well would you say that if they decided to come back also yeah absolutely absolutely and I found throughout my work that there's different reasons for them leaving when they do and when they come back. They have, like you said, spirit is limitless. Our animals, they have so much infinite wisdom and knowledge beyond we can ever comprehend as humans. And they have a game plan. They know what the journey is and how we all fit into that. So I've learned to like trust the animals and their plan because they know so much more than we do on a higher spiritual level. Because our animals are spiritual. They are connected to the other side. They are psychic. I've communicated with animals who self-diagnose and who diagnose their parents as well, their family members with different diseases and stuff. Like human family members. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It happens all the time. And, you know, anything medically I've learned over the years is from an animal. As weird as that may sound, but it's true. And the animals will tell me, 
oh, my mom has this wrong with blah, blah, blah. And so I'll, I'll actually Google it because I don't know this terminology. I've never been trained medically. And I do tell my clients I'm not trained medically, but this is what the information I'm hearing. So you take that information however you want. So I do use Google a lot when it comes to that because these animals are so smart. They know tons more than I know. That's amazing. So curious, for somebody who connects with both, I mean, I guess, people's spirit and animal spirit, is the communication the same or do they communicate different? No, it's exact same. And it's really cool because... If I'm communicating with an animal on the other side, they love to bring in family, friends, and loved ones in human form from there. So if we're talking to your cat from a child and dad is standing behind the cat and the cat's like, okay, dad, it's dad's turn. You know, it's so awesome because it shows us that animals and humans are together on a higher vibration after they leave these physical bodies. And where that vibration is... Whether you want to call it like heaven or another spiritual realm, it doesn't matter because it's there and it works on a higher frequency and everything in that frequency is pure and awesome and amazing. And so we're always together. We're always like people mentioned earth is like a school. It is. It is. You know, that's home. We're here learning. And our animals, like you mentioned before, Laura, you believe there's like pure, just pure souls. Well, they are, but they're coming here to help us because it's a scary place down here, right? And we've made soul contracts with a few animals here and there. And they'll be like, yep, I got your back. I'm going to be there and helping you and assisting you and guiding you. You're not going to be alone. And that's what I love about it is to see that side. Everyone is on the same side together. Like true earth angels. Exactly. Has your dog given you a glimpse into what animals can do on the other side as far as are they running in fields that though, you know, the fields that we talk about? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up because I've had a vision recently of animals running through these fields and it's exactly what you would think. A good movie to watch is What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams. Have you seen that? I have not, but it's on the list now. Oh my God, (laughs) you need to see it. And pretty much the way they portrayed the afterlife when he's jumping in the fields with his dog he lost years before and stuff, that's exactly, that's pretty pinpointed. Oh, I can't wait to watch it. Okay. Yeah. And so, yes, the animals are running and frolicking and playing. And a lot of people are so concerned, like their animal didn't eat a few days before passing because they were so sick. A lot of questions are, are they eating now? My clients want that comfort. And of course they're eating, but they don't need to eat if they're in spirit form, but they want to eat. I had a dog yesterday show me that as soon as he transitioned to the other side, he ate chocolate. I, I thought that was funny because dogs are known to be allergic to chocolate. So what I think was happening is he always saw his family eating chocolate and he was curious about it. So when he went onto the other side, that's the first thing he did. He wanted to try chocolate. So it's interesting how that happens. And I think what it comes down to, Laura, as well, is there's so much that we as humans, while on this earth, we can't comprehend. If that dog was so pure and amazing and spiritual, wouldn't he already know what chocolate tasted like? I don't know. I 
don't have all the answers, but I know that's what he showed me. So it's so interesting. And I don't think we are meant to know everything. And I think we are just here working away, being in school, if you want to call it, and things will make sense. The more we tap into this spiritual realm, whatever way it is, and obviously when we go home to the other side. So you had made a really good point as far as soon after your dog passed, you didn't sense him. You didn't feel him. Even being a psychic medium and having the knowledge and understanding that you did and seeing things for other people and connecting for other people, you yourself couldn't make that connection, perhaps from the grief or something like that. So what advice would you give people who are in that grieving period who really wish strongly to connect with their animal, but they just aren't feeling anything? Yeah. So first off, it's it's unfortunate because animal grief is not fully recognized or accepted in today's society. We are expected to go back to work. The next day, we are expected to just get another dog, you know, replace the one you had. It's not recognized and people don't understand the severity of the grief unless you were going through it and you were so connected to that animal. But for many of us, losing an animal and I should I don't like using the term losing because you're not. The relationship always exists. It's just switches forms. So for many of us, when our animals transition, it is losing a child or a family member or your soulmates. And so it is serious. So my advice is honor that grief. Let yourself cry in bed for a week or a month if you have to. Like I don't think there should be any rushing behind it. And the hard part is when we are grieving, we put up such a thick wall or a barrier in our etheric field that spirit on the other side, whether it's a human or an animal, they can't break that barrier. So once we start feeling a new normal again and getting out of bed and going back to work and going through your day, that's when the barrier subsides a little bit. And that's when spirit can give you messages easier. Now it's a catch 22 in a way, because when you're grieving, you would think, well, show me a sign now because I'm in so much pain. Let me know you're okay. And I will be better. Right. But it's the opposite because I know a lot of people that has happened to and I've seen it myself, but when you're in so much pain and someone from the other side comes in to say hello to you, it actually makes it worse. You get extremely emotional. All the emotions flood through. And so our loved ones don't want to make us more emotional than we already are. So they stand back, they pull back, but you would think it would be the opposite, right? But it's not. So we have to honor ourselves, take the time, go through the whole process, whatever that process looks for you. Cause I think everyone's grief is different. And once you start feeling a bit better, that's when usually it's easier for the signs to come. And it could be as easy as just a knowing, a knowing your loved one is beside you or you smell mom's perfume that she used to wear. Just fleeting senses like this. But the more we pay attention 
to the signs our loved ones are giving us, the bigger the signs can get and the more often they can happen. It's kind of like putting pieces of wood on a fire and building the fire, building the fire, where if you're going to ignore the fire, it's going to diminish or you're not going to feel the heat from it, right? Whereas if we pay attention to it and acknowledge it and work with it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's what I would give people the advice on is just take, take your time. Don't stress. The messages will be there when they know you are ready and strong enough to receive them. Wonderful. Yeah. And I think it's so important. I think we tell people already, allow yourself to grieve uh, so that it doesn't rear its ugly head in other ways later, or it doesn't impede you from from being able to heal. So that's really great advice. Even if it's just so you could feel your loved ones again, just allow yourself to grieve. I wanted to touch on the reincarnation part again, because I am curious. I mean, I guess this is so individual and a lot of it just has to do with how the person feels. But when is it right, in your opinion, to ask your pet to come back versus experiencing a new pet? That makes sense. Well, I think you can ask them immediately yeah, because you're in pain. So why not put it out there? But what I have learned is when animals come back, animals reincarnate back after we as an individual have learned a lesson and that lesson differs from every person. So in my example, I had to learn the process of reincarnation. So my dog on the other side showed me the steps behind it and the different energy levels. So now when I connect to someone's animal on the other side, I can kind of pinpoint where they are in the reincarnation process, whether they're still on the other side, whether the fetus is growing in a body or whether they've been born and now I'm working with them telepathically. So that was my journey and to trust this entire process. I have another client whose dog is in the process of reincarnating now, but when we first started working together, her dog said, you need to go to Italy first because that's always been your dream. And you know for a fact, mom, if I come back, there's no way you're traveling to Europe. You won't leave me that long. She was like, that's absolutely right. So after our session, she booked her trip to Italy. That's just something she'd always wanted to do since she was a little kid, go and travel there. So her dog is saying, mom, this is your lesson. You need to go do that now. Other lessons have been learning this wasn't my client, but I heard it on a another podcast once. And I really like this example because it's so simple. This woman's cat died and she was distraught. And the cat was like, well, you have never been alone. You can't even watch a movie by yourself. You can't even eat dinner by yourself. You're always having to be out and social and you needed me there. But I'll come back once you learn to love yourself and appreciate yourself. She didn't really know that she was supposed to do this, but it started resonating with her. She was like, I need to be confident being by myself, you know, and then her cat reincarnated back. So everyone has a different lesson to learn. But I think you you were kind of asking as as well as if you should get another pet. Right. Like knowing if it's right for you to ask your previous pet to come back or if it's time to move on with another soul (laughs) pet. Yeah. I think a lot of times that happens, but it's not moving on. It's 
having another companion too. But that soulmate will still come back. But sometimes that soulmate wants to give us another animal while we wait for them. I just love it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like there's never, never a picking and choosing. Like if this one comes back, that doesn't mean your soulmate's not coming back. Not at all. And that's a big thing because people get really scared about this because they get scared are you sure? Like, what if my soulmate reincarnates back and goes to someone else? What if, what if, what if the thing is, as scary as it sounds, our animals know what they're doing and they're only coming back for us. So maybe someone else will adopt them first and it doesn't work out. And then they come to you, but they have that knowing and that path to get to us. And they're not coming down here and being like, I'm going to try someone else. No, they want us. So yeah, sometimes they can gift us another animal to help us during the process as well. Oh, that's so lovely. I love knowing that because it actually makes things a bit easier without having to worry like, oh, is this my reincarnated pet? Or is it okay that I get a new pet? It's just trusting the process. Yeah, exactly. Because I did the exact opposite in a way. I was terrified the entire time and I searched high and low for my dog and went crazy and, you know, sleepless nights and driving all around the countryside looking for (laughs) my dog because she gave me um, directions and where she was going to be. But my time frame was a little off by like four weeks. So it was very still pretty good. Yeah. Wow. She gave me the date (laughs) June 6th. So I thought she was born June 6th, but actually June 6th was the conception date. Oh, come on. <laughs> so so I was like, okay, June 6th, then a puppy has to stay with their mom eight weeks and then I can start looking for her. But yeah, no, I was like, June 6th, she was born August 7th. So, so it like, sounds like pets are pretty literal too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like one of my clients, she just reunited with her reincarnated dog in Australia and the dog kept saying 27, 27, 27. They reunited on August 27th. So yeah, so they show concrete evidence. And again, this dog showed the signs of where her mom was going to find him. So yeah, they'll be pretty specific. Are you interpreting these signs for the person or are you telling them what to look for and then they get the signs? No, I interpret them for them. So that's incredible too, that your precision with your mediumship That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And I'll I'll give you a quick example. So this dog in Australia, his mom hired me to communicate with him on the outside because she heard him say to her, mom, I'm on my way. So she knew that her dog was going to reincarnate. So she messaged me, we met up on Zoom and her dog said, I'll be Northwest of where your town is. Look for the yellow flowers, the milk jug and one white puppy in the litter. So the next weekend, she messaged me. She's like, Jamie, you're not going to believe this. We went to look at a litter of puppies from this adoption center. It was Northwest. We took the wrong road, but on the map, the road still led to that town. So we decided to take the detour road. The detour road was full of billions and billions and billions of these small yellow flowers all over Oh, and I'm getting goosebumps now thinking of it. So she took pictures and sent them to me. Then she gets to this town where the adoption center is. Everyone in the town 
is using milk jugs, old milk jugs as their mailboxes. And then there was one white puppy in the litter. What? So we're like, great, perfect, easy, easy. Just how the animal said. However, her dog wasn't in the litter. He wasn't in the litter. And she knew that she could feel it. So we're, yeah. So we're like, okay, weird because we cannot deny those signs. We cannot deny those signs. And she also heard her dog say, and mind you, this client isn't psychic or a medium or an animal communicator. She just had that conviction that her dog was coming back. She heard her dog say, mom, I'm coming in summer. And as we all know, July and August is winter in Australia. So she's like, well, Jamie, like you said, it was this summer. And I I was like, or like, it's summer for me. I'm like, I know I'm confused. I'm confused too. So anyway, we tapped back in. He's like, yeah, I'm still on my way. And he gave the number 27. And so anyways, she gets the adoption agency that had that litter knew her journey and what her plan was and saw how devastated she was when her dog wasn't in that litter. So they called her and said, we're getting another pregnant dog. This dog's name is Summer. So he said, mom, I'm coming in summer. It's Summer's belly. So he led us the right way with those concrete signs, but we were just early again. Ugh. But she, she had to find that adoption center, so she they would call her when Summer came in. Oh, my gosh. Right? And then the puppies got old enough, and she got her dog back on August 27th. Okay. <laughs> That's – I'm speechless because the, the evidence – like, I just can't believe how accurate that that is. And again, how literal <laughs> – how literal, but how accurate. That's so amazing. So when you yeah. do your mediumship, which clairs are you using? So I'm extremely clairvoyant, claircognizance, and clairsentient. So claircognizance is the clear knowing, and clairsentient is the clear feeling. So those are my three main ones. I have experienced the other Claire's as well, which is really cool. Um, like the Claire Audion and Claire Augustance. But yeah, the three other ones are my main, my main ones. I'm curious, when did you realize you had psychic mediumship abilities? Well, I guess when I was a toddler, like around three, but I just kind of felt it was normal. And everyone would speak to spirits. You know, I, I don't think it was till I was actually in school and I would talk openly about it that I realized not everyone was communicating with the afterlife. But thankfully, my parents were very supportive in this journey for me and encouraged it. And my mom even would go to the library and get books on reincarnation to understand what I was saying and who I was talking to on the other side and stuff like that. So I was always supported on this journey. However, like society does shut it down, right? You're supposed to go get a normal job and all this stuff. But if you can do this type of work, why not do it? There's so much joy and helpfulness connecting with the other side, like helping people through their grief and everything. And I think it's super important to know that our relationships aren't lost forever. 
they're just different right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And I think that can really help people through their traumatic grieving episodes and timeframes and whatnot, you know, to know mom is still there, to know cat is still there, your dog is still there can be a game changer for a lot of people. So long story short, I realized it when I was a young child. Well, how wonderful is it that you were so supported? I think that that seems like it probably played a really large role in where you are now in, Mm -hmm. you know, not being inhibited in any way and being supported and able to learn at a rather young age. Yeah, well, it is kind of funny because so my grandmother, she's very Roman Catholic. So this type of work was a big no-no for her, right? Like uh-huh. it's going against God's will and all this stuff. So she passed away three years ago and she's actually my biggest advocate on the other <laughs> side now. She comes to me all the time and works with me and helps me. And she's kind of apologized in a roundabout way, saying, I'm sorry, I didn't believe you before. You know, so it's kind of cool now. I but. have found that, yes, in readings, people who were either narrow-minded, I should say, or people who were like very left-brained, like very science, very factual, they come back in readings and they say, wow, it is so cool over here. I should have listened to you. Now I'm going to help you and how I can to sort of make up for it. So I have had that come up in readings too. So that's so interesting. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you know, the scientific world or a lot, I shouldn't say the scientific world, but people who are into that side of things don't trust this process, but it is science. It's energy, right? Energy has been proven to be in any sort of object and living thing. So why can't this be possible? Yeah. I I think science will catch up. You know, I think think it's, it's kind of starting to bridge that gap but uh, mm-hmm. but you're right. It doesn't make sense to have the naysayers when atoms right. and all that stuff and no difference. So, okay. So I want to share something that I had read in a Sylvia Brown book because early in my spiritual journey, Sylvia Brown was my go-to. Same. I felt like, really? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like she really had all the, the resources, all the books. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I remember in one of her books that she had written, I had read that when you cross over and you're on the other side, you're ready to meet all your past loved ones. Well, all your past human loved ones have to fight their way to you and try and get through all of the animals yes. that you've ever had <gasps> lives with. Yes. Isn't yes. That, yeah. And she did share also that there was a time I Oh gosh, I hope I'm not going to get this wrong, but she would hear a dog barking and, you know, she's really connected. She's a psychic medium and she, I guess, learned that it was a St. Bernard or something from like another life who was very protective of her and still protecting her from the other side. So anyway, very, very fascinating. What What's your take? No, I was going to say, I remember both those examples she had mentioned and I absolutely 100% believe it. And if you think about it, if she's hearing the St. Bernard that was from another life, 
And they were so connected. One could ask, well, why didn't that St. Bernard come to her in this life, right? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe it's because she's on this such incredible spiritual journey that she made a pact with this St. Bernard. And she said, okay, you stay here and protect me from energy and all this stuff. Like you help me on an energetic form kind of thing, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so that's probably why that St. Bernard didn't come in the physical to her in this life of hers. Because yeah. they probably made a pact. And he's like, yeah, I'm standing over here. I'm going to be your energy like, spirit guide. Yeah, I love that. I love how, yeah, the people can't get through because all the animals are, <laughs> are there. And absolutely, 100%, I agree with that. And, you know, you bring up a really good point in that particular case. The pact was the St. Bernard stay on the other side, protect her energetically that way. So I think it's a good point in the sense that even though something doesn't look like how we would want it to, it doesn't mean that it's wrong or it doesn't mean that spirit is incapable. It just means that that's how that's supposed to look for that particular animal and human. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, Jamie, this is such a great conversation. I really would love to have you back on again and maybe we can deep dive even further. But to help wrap up our interview today, I was wondering if by chance you had a message from the other side for the collective, for the listener at the time that they listen to this recording. So a timeless reading and maybe tell us who this message is coming from. Yeah, I do feel someone's mother on the other side wanting to come forward, mm. saying to trust, trust that process. And, you know, I'm not getting concrete certain details. So, because maybe it's for a numerous amounts of people sure. who are grieving a mother, but I'm being shown that they're just supposed to trust and they led them to this podcast for understanding and knowing that the signs will come and for them to look for the yellow bird. So whoever hears this and know, can pinpoint the yellow bird, this message is totally for you. But if it's not for you, I would just say trust and know that you're not alone, that that relationship is not done. It's not over. It's not lost. You will see your loved one again, whether it's on the other side or their, their animal's going to reincarnate back to you. Like it's not over. It's never over. Thank you so much for that. A wonderful message. And I really hope that it does resonate for somebody. I have no doubt. Just hope that they follow their intuition that leads them to listening to the podcast to get that message. So thank you so much, yeah. Jamie. And Appreciate sorry, Laura, you. Um, yeah. just with that, I'm getting an M-E-L, like a Melanie or a Mel or something with that message from the mother. So okay. yeah, so I'm going to add that in there. I interviewed someone else today and her name's Mel. <laughs> oh, has she lost a mother? I'm going to have to ask her. Yeah, ask her. Interesting. Okay, I'll let you know. Yes, let me know. <laughs> and yes, I would love to come back on and do it with you. Wonderful. Well, thank you again so much. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing what you have learned so far in this life. I mean, it's really invaluable. And thank you to your pup for yes. being a part of that, I that learning process. I know. And she's just <laughs> sitting here chewing like her toy. And she's like, wow. And I have to tell her how many lives she has changed. So... Oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Just to give people that hope and that remembrance that yep. our animals don't, we don't lose them. They just, the relationship just changes a bit. As well. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jamie. Thanks, Laura. Have a good night. was another episode of a guided life podcast thank you so much for tuning in and until next time love and light always I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.